0: I recognize the council has made a decision, but given that it's a stupid decision, I've elected to ignore it.
1: Welcome back to Disney Marvels for a week of June 21st, 2020. This is episode 89. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there and granddads and great-granddads and stepdads and all the dads-to-be. This is Disney Marvels, the show about Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilm, Muppets, Pixar, Fox, the parks, and much, much more. If it has to do with Disney, it's fair game. I'm your host, Matthew Graken. We'll be back after these brief sponsor messages. And now on with the show I have been a mess recently I've been looking back and realized 6 months into this year almost 7 months now and we have not talked had one single topic on marvel i mean usually i'm marvel heavy and you know so it's okay to take a break from time to time but i need to rectify this because it's part of the show's name but even at that marvel does need to be talked about in a time where we haven't had anything really new or less from them um in far as the the movies go and isaac came to me with this brand idea we need to come up with this segment where we talk about 10 fascinating things about a movie you don't know about or you know about but 10 fascinating things you may not know about i said sure what movie do you want to do and he said only way to start it avengers and i agree and here to talk to me is the genius behind this idea isaac as we talk about 10 things or 10 facts you may not know about the Avengers, Avengers 2012, not not the British Avengers, the the Marvel Avengers Assemble. Go ahead, Isaac. How are you doing?
0: Hey man, man, I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. Although to to finally uh, and to actually start that off, it's funny that you mentioned the British version of, of the Avengers, um, uh, the television show Avengers, and actually there was a movie back there, it, it,
1: and it, there was a movie too. With uh, uh,
0: I forgot one of the actresses. Uh, uh, the actress who played in Kill Bill, uh, uh she she was Kill Bill and uh, get uh, get Shorty. Forgot her name, and she was in Uma. Pul- yeah, Uma Thurman. Yeah, she was in Uma Thurman who played one of the, the main lead characters. But apparently, um, uh, the, the Mar- um, the reason they had to change it to Marvel's Avenger was be to be able to per uh, promote that in the UK was because. Of the tele- the BBC television show, so they actually had to change it to Marvel's Avengers to be able to be able to present it over in the UK. They couldn't go with just Avengers itself.
1: Well, not just that. I mean, well, the, the lineup from from this that movie dropped in 1998. Yes. With Ralph Fiennes, who most people know, uh, Harry Potter fans know as Voldemort. Mm-hmm. You have Uma Thurman from The Kill Bills. You had Sean Connery, you know, the James Bond fame in it. So you, you had quite the the nice lineup in it. Um, even Eddie Izzard was in it. Yeah. Um, so you, you you had, like I said, quite the lineup. Um, and yeah, they, they were, um, not only did they have to change it to Marvel's Avengers, when they uh, did it in the UK, they had to do it as um, Avengers Assemble.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Give it a subtitle. Yeah. Um,
0: but, See, I didn't
1: know. I thought they
0: just had to simply change it to Marvel's Avengers. I didn't know they added Marvel Avengers Assemble to
1: it. Yeah, Avengers Assemble, from uh, what I I found. Um, so I guess that that we're starting off already. We're not, you know, hit the ground running with this <laughs> thing. So yeah, um, yeah
0: that,
1: that was a great lead-in, man. You yeah, you, you you laid enough the lead-in, man. That was really good. Well, after almost two years, of, you know, two, over two years of doing this, you kind of you get into it a little bit, get into a groove uh the uh yeah the um so yeah it they had to to give it the name because the they could not come to terms with the the bbc as for the rights to the name um because technically the tv show avengers predates marvel's avenger team so the BBC had first dibs at that name before Marvel ever was able to uh, to copyright it over yep. there. Yep.
0: Well, yeah, no, it's true, true. And I remembered that specifically too back when 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 the Avengers movie came out. I don't know why my mind was at that when I remember like oh, wasn't there an Avengers movie already? And in here would wouldn't that have a bit of a con a bit of a contrast of Marvel's Avengers? So I was very, I was really intrigued how they were going to work around it. But, you know, call it Marvel's Avengers was the smart thing uh, to do. Because I think a lot of, and, and a lot of the MCU movies start off with Marvel's fantastic, you know, Marvel's this, Marvel's that, you know.
1: Well, so. yeah, and even Disney does that now with everything is kind of Disney's yeah. fill in the blank, um, I guess, trying to really narrow in on the the copyrights um for for whatever reason it, it, it from a marketing standpoint and everything you know you, you have the the corporate name in front of there just to kind of give it a more definitive um, ownership exactly but uh yeah it, it's um it, it's it's kind of the the way that they 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 have been going about it um not as much i think with marvel because um, like Ant man wasp is just Ant man wasp i don't think it's marvel's ant-man and wasp no um but they they do kind of uh particularly when it comes to the avengers have to to um mention that it's marvel's avengers versus the bbc's avengers i mean i'm a fan of miss peel anyway but uh yeah it's the not the bbc version um for anyone that's uh, either anglophile or from uh the great state of the uk yes uh so just to give some, some definitive information there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, hey, why don't you hit me with one of your, uh, one of your fun facts.
0: All right. So, um, uh, are we I'm counting ca- that as one? I guess we'll count that as one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah let's kind of, count as one. So, uh, I guess, uh, I guess, I guess this will be like my next fun fact. Um, number two was uh, basically everybody knew. So everybody knew that Lou Ferrigno, um, the original Hulk um, back in the 1970s movie um, sh- television show where he did, you know, they did the green paint uh, for him to play the Incredible Hulk. Well, and apparently in, in unfortunately in the movie he, you know, unfortunately he couldn't reprise his role and uh, I guess both cap in uh, uh, the Incredible Hulk That would have been cool That actually, that moment was actually Given to a, a bodybuilder From Long Island by the name of Steve Rome, aka Green Steve Who actually did a lot of the motion Capture uh, for that character And then they later did the CGI And then they put Mark Ruffalo's face On top of his body um, But uh, yeah. With that he was able to do the voice for it So he was able to throw down his voice in, so whenever uh, Mark Ruffalo wasn't doing uh, the one you know since Mark Ruffalo was doing the acting they just uh, switched off to uh, Farino uh, to basically do uh, the <laughs> to do the uh, uh, to do the voice actor which I think was pretty cool so I think that's really cool to have a really great fan service um, added to that which I think was uh, I,
1: I think really a really cool nugget to that well not even just that I mean, he um they brought him in for the Incredible Hulk movie. I was
0: I I actually have that on my notes too. I did I was gonna mention that, but I, I do yeah yeah
1: have... they they brought him in for that. They they did work in his uh voice for the for Hulk's voice for some of the screaming. Um so I mean they they've been trying to keep Lou you know involved with it. You know, again, again paying fan service because I remember watching in the the early eighties, um the the Incredible Hulk tv show with you know lou busting out of the you know ripping all those shirts um i even remember the uh it was one of the final movies um that they did for that show where thor actually showed up in it yeah uh, yes. um so you had hulk and thor together for the first time on the small screen uh back in the early 80s before any of this any of this wackiness came about Mm-hmm. um so yeah, that uh, that that was uh, that was that was nice. It's nice that he's you know still involved and still able to be brought in like that. Um. So uh, yeah. Um, no, I think great, great fan
0: service. I think yeah, great.
1: indeed, indeed. And the the um, Hulk is involved in so so much. Not even just. I mean, it's also the first time that they used motion capture to. Mm-hmm do the Hulk. I mean, even in the incredible Hulk, he was uh, basically just a CGI figure being done. And there was no motion capture to it whatsoever.
0: Yeah. But you, like you felt like, you know, was technology. You kind of felt like that was the way that they were going to go. Because it made sense. It's just kind of just where movies develop. Although it would have been really cool to have known that if Lou Ferrino also had done the motion capture for the Incredible Hulk along with the fourth, I think that would have been just as great. Like, that would have yeah. been a full cool nod. But, you know, the fact that they were he was, they were able to let him de- add his voice in for this movie, I I mean, I don't know for the other films, but the fact that he was able to do it for this one I think is a, it's just, pretty, it's just a good nod. Really good yeah. nod.
1: Yeah, I I didn't find out about any of the, the further ones if that was involved or not, but um yeah that that was pretty cool, yeah. so um yeah I I got a kind of a multi part one next here all right uh yeah. this one moving from the Hulk to Robert Downey Jr. actually not even so much Robert Downey Jr. um he's the one that went to Josh and said you cannot make a movie without a Gwyneth in it. We need to bring Gwyneth Paltrow into this movie cuz she was originally not scripted for the movie. Mm-hmm. Really? So, yeah. So her cameos all because of um RDJ. And to plus that because you know not that, that you know having Gwyneth Paltrow wasn't big enough. She's actually taller than him? Yeah. Yes.
0: Yes. Uh, so about, th- uh,
1: about a couple of inches, I believe. Couple of inches, which is why the entire time in that scene she is barefoot.
0: Yeah.
1: Yep. And Robert, I may or may not be in slightly elevated shoes. Not even that. When I was really watching the movie, I noticed that she's always standing down s- stage from him. So mm-hmm. he's she he's always closer to camera. She's always a little further back and kind of slouched and um, yeah, not standing proper.
0: Movie, yeah, m- movie manipulation and stuff like
1: that. Yeah, no, I, I, it's it's so
0: funny that that happens too. And it, you know, what? It, it's funny that 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 doesn't happen in a lot of movies. This also happens in a, um another film. Sorry I to jump from another film. That's you know, all right. With with the X Men. Well, we guess we could say this because now Disney now owns the rights to the X Men. Uh, Hugh Jackman. It was kind of the reverse opposite for everybody was Hugh Jackman because Hugh Jackman. He's like a he's six two. I think he's 6'2", 6'3". Yeah, he's a big him. guy. He's a big dude, and the Wolverine character is like five eleven five eight. So to be able to kind of to adjust that, um, what they had to do, they had to get like actor like the the, the other actresses that stood alongside them. Um, they had to wear a platform shoes during certain scenes to 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 justify the height. So yes. like, whenever you see. Um, Holly Berry, who clearly isn't taller. <laughs> exactly.
1: wow.
0: Is the way she's wearing, like, maybe 10 inch platform boots to um, see that he's a lot more taller
1: than. Move her a little closer to the camera. Booster yeah. up a little bit there.
0: And push her up a little bit of the camera. Yeah, exactly. Push her up a little bit of the camera and uh, um, to kind of uh, sh- shrink uh, Mr. Uh, Jackman's uh, demeanor a little.
1: Yeah, I always thought that was funny. I mean, I. He's he, acting wise. He is perfect, but body type, his height is just so wrong for the character of the Wolverine. Fortunately, yeah. But I, everything you just forget about that because of just how well he just carries that role. Oh yeah. Oh oh, totally
0: totally. Which is funny. And uh, like another thing, I think Comic Con, a couple of years ago, I think what I don't I, I want to say it was for one of the Wolverine films, he was said. Uh, Hugh Jackman revealed to, to to the audience, and and he said uh, like yeah, I was just walking around being a cosplay character, and one of the one of the fans who didn't recognize him that was Hugh Jackman at the time, was like oh, dude, you're a great character, but you're a little bit too tall. <laughs> 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 um, from the from the situation, so I I thought that it was uh so yeah so going back to the whole Gwyneth Paltrow thing, Robert Downey Jr. I'm like, I'm not I'm not I'm, I wasn't totally shocked by it but you know it it, it makes sense it, it totally makes sense because Robert Downey Jr. is not that tall of a tall of a, a guy.
1: No, no, he, he's he really I don't even, I don't know exact I didn't look up to see how tall he is I don't but know. um he is uh yeah definitely he doesn't measure up as it were yeah. um but uh. I- Google has him at 5'9". Five, 5'9"? Nine. Five, nine. okay. So wait, and if he's five nine, what is Gwyneth? What's Gwyneth's height.
0: Gwyneth Paltrow is. Uh, they, they actually, that's funny. They don't really have that? If Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow's height has to be taller. Wow, I need uh, You
1: know, uh, Gwyneth is five nine. I have that yeah. here in my notes. She's also five. They, they they also
0: have her listed as five nine.
1: Okay, so yeah, just uh, so that. Maybe that's, oh yeah, she might be just like a hair over him. But. Yeah,
0: a couple of inches taller. Yeah, a couple yeah a couple of inches taller. Yeah, that's there five nine. So that's uh okay yeah five nine as it is. Wow, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is five nine. Wow, man, that just kind of uh, gives you. How much camera presence makes a big difference? Yes. Yeah. these guys are really bigger and taller. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that, that, that's something incredible. Like Scarlett Johansson is five three. Wow, I did not. That's
1: it. Uh, wow, I thought she was taller than that, but yeah. They
0: have. That's what Google has her listed 53 five three. I know we're going off topic. I apologize for that. Uh,
1: so uh, no, no, these this all has to do with this movie.
0: Yeah, it all has to do with this. But I did. Wow, I, I thought she was at least five five, but um. Any, anyway, um. Let me let me throw throw that in in terms of uh, now speaking of uh, Scarlett Johansson, um. One of the scenes. Uh, now the first you know intro, uh, one of the scenes where you they're trying to gather. You know they do that scene where you're trying to figure out where all these heroes are now, and they they come together. And one of them yeah, they
1: introduce you know through yeah. collecting the the agents, uh, the different uh, from, Avengers, and yeah,
0: from different parts of the globe and stuff like that.
1: Have to pull one, them in.
0: Yep, and then one one of them were you know just to see where uh, Scarlett Johansson is interrogating. Uh, she's trapped, but in reality, she's really interrogating the three other the henchmen that end up capturing her. Mm-hmm. And she's England, and then she gets a, the call from Coulson that uh, uh, the Tesseract has been compromised. She breaks up and whoops' ass. Well, apparently that scene was supposed to be for, uh, for Hawkeye, for Jer- uh, Jeremy Renner's character, in the beginning. Yes. That was originally written for his character at that moment. And then, I guess, during half of the... Once uh, Josh we- well, uh, Whedon came in, um, basically sat and changed his scene around and said, no, we're going to put that... Uh, character uh, in. So yeah, but originally that was supposed to be a Jeremy Renner-Hawkeye scene back in the day.
1: Yeah, Zach Penn, who originally uh, penned the Avengers screenplay, originally he had that uh, scene supposedly for Hawkeye, but um, as cool as Hawkeye would have been there, I I actually think it just does work better with Scarlett Johansson's introduction in that aspect. I think if it's a whole lot better,
0: I think if you yeah
1: yeah now yes. like
0: now that the, not to like to, I wouldn't say that Jeremy Renner would have not been able to make it work, but I think it just makes sense for who that character is yeah, for, yeah that, that 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 makes a benefit
1: absolutely absolutely I mean I, I love having Jeremy on the screen and everything like that, but it's that scene particularly just plays out so well with with her. And the nature of that character being a spy and gathering information and using, you know, those different tactics. Um, you know, she's almost using kind of like her femininity to to draw the information out of them. And um, then all of a sudden she's like, all right, uh, got to go take care of something else and just beats, you know, <laughs> even though she's tied yeah. to a chair, still able to take out three, three grown men. Does it is that, awesome. It
0: breaks the chair and then starts whipping everybody's butt using the chair in the beginning. Yep. Oh,
1: okay. Speaking of things that were meant to be, or originally planned to be, and then changed, Ant-Man was supposed to debut in this picture. Yes, it was. It was, uh, you know, being that Hank Pym was one of the original founders of the Avengers, um it made sense to okay let's let's bring ant-man into this hank pym we'll introduce him here um again it was another one of those where josh goes wait a second we have bruce banner we have tony stark why do we need a third scientist and also just the fact is like all right how many more characters are we bringing into this movie you know to take up screen time i mean obviously eventually that worked out but you're talking 20 some plus movies later yeah. Um, versus four movies in? Yeah. So um yeah, Ant Man and the Wasp uh were supposed to be in it. I could bring up the wasp later. I might as well bring her up now because in the comics, the wasp is the one that comes with the, with the name Avengers. Not anybody else. Everyone else came up with these weird other names, and the wasp is the one that said suggested this should we should call ourselves the Avengers, and everyone's like, that's a brilliant name. Yeah. And they run with it from there. So the Avenger name actually is credited to the Wasp, uh, and they were they were going to take some of that stuff into this movie. Again, need to scroll things back. You know, yeah, you know, there was never a movie like this to test. You know, how these things will play out. They they didn't want to really overburden themselves because they yeah. were taking on a lot already as it was. Uh, we had no introduction to the Ant-Man. So now you had to dedicate time to introduce this character and take away from other things that could have been happening in the movie. So they just dropped it all together. Um, And Tony Stark to kind of come up with the the name at at a random point. Um, Yeah, I mean, actually, she was even one of the leaders of the Avengers at some point, too, from my understanding.
0: Yeah, she definitely led uh, a lot of those characters. And I also add to that, too, um, With the original Avengers in the comic. The original Avengers comic only had Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, and then Wasm and Ant-Man. Yep. After America wasn't introduced into a couple of episodes in. Uh,
1: four. four. Four books later.
0: Four books later, yep. Um, to be a part of the original team. But that was supposed to be the original team. And mm. to contrast, again, it was like what you said with the movies. Um you know the only reason why, again, another reason why again, not just the fact that you know Ant Man and the Wasp were going to be characters introduced down down the road. Um, you know Disney was like, hey, we also, we already kind of have a, a female character in, in 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 Black Widow. Granted, again, Black Widow was never really a part of the Avengers. There's no history about that until maybe later down the comic books down the road.
1: Yeah, I think far- in the seventies, eighties, she she showed up. Yeah, but uh, but like for this film,
0: you know, Josh and I I I, I, I want to believe that Josh Whedon really tried to uh, to uh, uh, campaign for that, to lobby for that, to try to get Ant-Man and the Wasp in that film. But Disney's like uh, these, you know. Well, at that it,
1: point, it was Paramount. It, it was Paramount calling the shots. Oh yeah, wait, Param, uh, Paramount. Wait. paramount funded the avengers disney bought them out oh
0: see the that i did not remember okay yeah, yeah that's right because that's around the same time it, uh, yeah because disney, disney it didn't was have um rights for all these films yet
1: yeah paramount still owned the rights disney proposed a deal in october 2010 so this stuff was already well in production by that point um so just a little over a year before this movie comes out, and he no, comes in and goes, you know what? We're putting up money for this, and you know we're we're going to take this over. So that's why when he initially bought the the Blu-rays and stuff, it had Paramount's or Paramount's logo runs in front of the the movie.
0: That is right.
1: The I, last movie on that was Iron Man three,
0: and and you also have to remember too uh, that the same situation was with the Incredible Hulk, was Incredible Hulk was under universal at that time and there's still even a debate of even trying to get and and for a while for for the rights of that character because you couldn't mm-hmm. use it couldn't use incredible Hulk for any other few feature films after that correct
1: correct and there's still a debate on whether who owns the rights um if universal quietly gave that back to disney or not i haven't found anything definitively yeah. saying that
0: I, i'm hearing that i don't think universal did and yeah Universal, i get it like you know that you have a character that's been a part in in a lot of money right now, so it doesn't make sense to give that back, you know, that that character back. All, although there are rumors that he, that that character may appear in the She-Hulk television series. Again, again, these are just rumors yeah. right now. But I guess we'll we'll find out if he does, if Mark Ruffalo makes a makes an appearance, whatever they start filming for that.
1: I think there's a couple of things that he's being rumored that he's he's gonna pop up into, um, in some variation form or or, or whatever. Um, and the only time we'll tell on that. And I guess the technical reason is those are TV series, yeah, which have completely different rights than movies because it, it's the movie rights that um, that Universal holds. Not the TV, which is why it could appear in the comic, um, the animated series, and whatnot. So that that's you know two two totally different things. Um. So yeah, where, where were we going on that? <laughs>
0: no, no, yeah, no, we, yeah, we we, we we yeah we kind of went on a tangent though, but it was just basically we went for rights. But back going back to what you were saying, you know, Ant Man and the Wasp originally were supposed to be on that team, and especially the Wasp, because like you said. She was the first person to give that name to the Avengers, unfortunately, due to bigger higher-ups standing in.
1: Yeah, it was going to be Pym's Ant-Man that they were going to use and not Scott Lang.
0: Things. And then the Wasp was supposed to be a bigger, bigger deal. Yeah. But then they went with uh, with uh, Black Widow just because she was already an established character through the Iron Man
1: films. Yep, I believe the, the balls now in your court.
0: Yeah, so... Um, for for a smaller not really a big deal though but in terms of extras that were happening because uh, as people understand that uh, this film was not filmed in new york just because uh, it was filmed in ohio cleveland ohio uh new york would have just been way too expensive to film in new york it's just mm-hmm. with the traffic and all that stuff you just couldn't film in new york to film those big major scenes um so they end up filming in cleveland ohio and uh uh, if you notice, was all those extras, the military extras, that was Ohio's best 391 military police battalion that served as extras in the film. So the fact that we were able to get a couple of police and a couple of servicemen to fill that, I think was a pretty cool little nod gesture. Yeah, nothing really big, but I think it's cool when you have people in the community that are part of that. I think that's pretty, pretty nice little add-on.
1: To oh, fill. I yeah, no, I agree. I, I always like whenever you have the the TV shows or the movies, and there's you see a whole bunch of extra cops on it, um, and they use some of the local finest to be able to, to fill those roles, and it just it's a it's a nice little service nod. Um, you know, it, you, know you you're not your your job is nothing to do with Hollywood, but here you are getting a chance to be in a um tv show major motion picture or something like that um i know a couple of the cop shows do do, do that um and yeah I, I saw that and i thought that was a, a really nice touch for them to uh to do that i think it's a 25 people or so that they used but um yeah that was that was cool that is definitely cool
0: yeah
1: that's really cool um yeah, speaking of facilities the uh Filming locations. The research facility that they um, they used again was in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, at the beginning of the movie, where where Loki appears from mm-hmm. the Tesseract, it's actually a NASA facility. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, uh, it's called Plum Brook, Plum Brook Station. It's the world's largest space environment simulator cha- chamber. Oh. Um, that they filmed it in, it was actually so big that they had to keep pulling the shots back to try and, you know, show off the enormity of that room. But it's actually a NASA facility. Oh, well, that would make sense. Yeah. Though the c- crumbling mines uh, that they were driving the cars through was actually in Philadelphia. Really? Yeah, that was a second unit shot. Um, that was done, Josh believes, in a mushroom facility. He wasn't, he couldn't remember exactly. Um, but it, yeah, it was, uh, um, um, an old mine in, uh, Philadelphia. So next day, next date down.
0: All right. All right. That's, uh, that's interesting. That's, that's pretty cool. And I, and, I, and I guess it would make sense, uh, for the film locations to be able to film in, uh, Philadelphia. You're trying to save as much money as you possibly can. <laughs> yeah. Terms, you know. Yeah, no, normally you know their their big areas are are either some maybe some shots in New York City, but uh and then a lot of but yeah. But uh, did, did they ever film in Atlanta for the Avengers, or everything was off site before they decided to move everything down to Atlanta for the, the next couple of films?
1: Um, I think everything uh, but, uh, was off site. I don't think you. I don't think they were they were filming in the um, the Georgia studios yet at that point no, it was Alice. it, it yeah. was avengers was primarily filmed in ohio and vancouver
0: no yeah um
1: yeah so even the external shots uh with loki in germany is actually a uh,
0: courthouse in, in the, yeah lakeside courthouse in cleveland ohio usa
1: yeah that's right that's ohio yep and um yeah uh I think the internals is somewhere. Internal shot is somewhere else, but uh, it's um, yeah, it it, it it's that's gone through quite the phase. But yeah, not I don't think really anything besides aerial shots uh, they use New York for. Yeah. Um, yeah. But and in case if anyone was wondering where Tony Stark's tower is supposed to be or Avenger Tower is, I had it here. Where did I put it? Ah.
0: If you have it, but I, I know where I know where you're talking about. I can mention it, but if you if you found it you, you, it's all yours.
1: Met Life Building, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, that is
0: correct. The Met Life Building. That's where uh, that's where the Met Life Building is supposed
1: to be. <laughs> and they, they use the lower structure of it. I think the lower third of the building and then they digitally cleaned it up from there. From the so top. Um, yeah. you know, petition New York to uh, change have the MetLife building uh, restructured a little bit to get the Avenger Tower in there. I think we I think we can get people going on that. Yeah. But that you know, MetLife has to give it up. Yeah. We just wanted it to look cooler.
0: Um, another little add in thing where fans before uh you know, was was the Netflix television series where um um where people were trying to figure out if the television, the, the, the Netflix more darker television series was a part, or was a, was a part, but never really paid attention to it, or it was a part of the bigger, uh, uh, bigger uh, scope of like was Daredevil because it, like if you remember Daredevil, um, uh, the reporter had a, a frame of the battle of New York. Yeah. And then, like, the television show was like, well, no, we can't really do that because of all that stuff. Um, it's just way too big because uh, where, where where's Hell's Kitchen is at, you know, you wouldn't be able to see the skyline. Although there's been a lot of um, complete refute evidence to say otherwise because, you know, fans being smart as they are. They're like they're they're taking pictures. Like no, you could see the you shouldn't be able to see the tower from this different You angles. can
1: figure things out. Oh yeah, sometimes yeah. taking things way too far. Way too far, you know, because fans are fans
0: like that, you know. But I I, I I totally understand it. Like you can't really you can't really fool fans on stuff like this because fans are very knowledgeable. They're very spot- yeah, go out of their way to do their research. Um, more better than 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 you would hope. Um. Yeah, you know, just kind of throw that in there. You know, Uh, know, the fact that the MetLife Stadium, uh, MetLife Stadium was built in the Tower was pretty cool. Um, And to add to that, um, I do remember that Robert Downey Jr. wanted the big A from the filming of that. Yes, and the the, the, uh, you know they wouldn't let, let him. They wouldn't give it
1: to him. But when his birthday came up, they surprised him with a, a. <laughs> <As> a <laughs> Somehow, baby. a giant A showed up at his front doorstep.
0: Yeah.
1: Hey, yeah. Robert, this is what we thought of you. Here's a, a giant A. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I
0: thought that was pretty cool. Oh,
1: yeah. That is actually kind of cool. That is kind of cool. Oh, and also going back to... um, oh, I just saw it here. That Marvel cat... Marvel, going back to what we were originally talking about yeah here it is the avenger trademark for marvel was in 1970 um it took a few years for uh marvel to realize that they had something special in the avengers so you know they did they didn't trade it a um, trademark unfortunately until 1970 um they ran into some trouble in 2012 with the movie screen adaptation as the british version of the avengers a spy series that aired during the 60s predates marvel superhero teams so the legal wrangling and ramifications um retitled the movie marvel's avengers assembled in the uk yeah um there we go
0: and and oh but did did you remember I I bet in your notes you already have that. Did did you remember what was the the test name for for Marvel's?
1: Yeah, I was going to get to that. I was going to get to that. And I think that I love some people did uh, (laughs) a little fan pop up. Have you seen the posters that people made? Yes. For the movie that everyone loves to see, I think it would have actually probably sold... Twice as many tickets if they left it with the name, and Isaac, I'll let you read the name off because you brought it up. Yeah,
0: so so basically, I think I want I, I want to be uh, Tom. Uh, Todd Hiddleston, I think, was the one who revealed the original title for the name. It was originally supposed to be their title name for the beginning start was called Group Hug. So it, it, it it's funny how so I I guess they have to put in those those names and just. Well, and I, I think the reason, and I think for the reason for those is to kind of keep secrecy. Like, us yes. has, has to play for secrecy reasons. Like, we can't reveal this big project, so we have to go with these weird code names. So that that's nothing new in Hollywood. No, Are
1: that that's been going on. They, that happens on pretty much every movie set. Th- it happens everywhere because even. Um... I know Star Wars had some interesting ones going on. The only one that comes to my mind off the top of my head being a, a Doctor Who fan that the uh, originally um, when they relaunched the series in 2005, they were shooting underneath the Doctor Who underneath the name Torchwood, which is an anagram of Doctor Who. Um, but then they eventually that name became so popular that they gave it the spinoff series. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it is, they are, you look, any movie out there just about, um, especially nowadays when they go on locations and whatnot, they give it a, um, secret name that it films under. So people do not know, you know, especially if you're shooting out on location and these things, you know, you have trailers and, uh, camera crew and everything, you know, cameras marked up with all, you know, filming location, filming this, we're filming that. They give it such a give it a bogus name or um, kind of a covert name, name. to the film. So that way people. Go, oh, wait, another Mission Impossible movie there. T- you know, Tom Cruise is tied to that. He must be over here and, you know, have tons of people flock over, you know, where they, you know, you know, you see a movie titled like um, Playtime with Paddington Bear, or, you or know, Playtime with Bear or something like that. And people are going, to eh, we'll, you know, we'll just move on from that. That's yeah. not going to be anything interesting.
0: Again,
1: Nothing like, to you know, see. I mean, fans
0: have gotten a lot more wiser to that stuff. Uh, I mean, I mean, you can't really pass off Groupon <laughs> when Chris Evans is walking around in Captain America's suit. Like, people are going to know right off the bat that's yeah, it's that movie. But, you know, they try. They try. They, they,
1: they try. But especially with the age of the internet now, you know, information gets out so much faster and broader. Yeah. Um, on, the, on these things.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, it, it's it's not that easy. Um, to to, 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 to throw it back to J, uh for for Josh Whedon, um, yeah, I, I picked up a really interesting interview. Um, and this was before this this was when he was uh, uh I think going to reveal of Infinity War, and where uh, I think IGN had the opportunity to kind of sit down and talk about. You know his his first role, um, his first director, uh, his uh, work in on the first Avengers film, and what they were going to do with Thanos, and and he kind of sits down and, and revealed that, you know, you finally got that great big shot, that mid that the end credit scene of Thanos, kind of peering from the back, um, totally different character. Mm-hmm. He comes to reveal with IGN that. Moving forward, he had no idea what to do with that character. <laughs> he just no. he kind of just he just kind of brought it just kind of brought it out. He, uh, I, and I'll, I'll read the quote too, uh, if you may. He said, "He's like honestly, I kind of hung Thanos out to dry. I love Thanos. I love his apocalyptic vision, his love affair with death. I love his power, but I don't really understand it. He had a lot of power." And he was cool in the comics. And I'm like, Thanos is like the ultimate Marvel villain. And then I was like, I don't actually know what I would do with Thanos. So I liked what the Russo brothers did as much. And I thought Josh Brolin killed it. And then did an amazing job keeping the performance on screen. But it wasn't like, I was like, here's the set of directions. I was like, I'm going to get through (laughs) Ultron, not for four years. And then I'll come to the premiere, which I did, and it was like, this is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Quote from Josh Green. And so the fact that he really didn't understand words that go with, with characters like this, it's tough. But like uh, you have to think about it too. Like it kind of, it kind of kind of reveals that not, I I know that with with, with Marvel, kind of we, we kind of know Marvel for being the gigantic beast that it is. Like, you would mm-hmm. think Kevin Feige has, okay, every has ten steps laid out. But, like, again, like, you, you got to think about it in in this first, you really have to kind of think there was, like, a plan, but not really a plan to move on after the first stage. And I think Josh Wheatness was probably the one who suggested that. And this is funny, because this is coming from a guy who suggested, hey, let's throw in Thanos. And then Disney's was like, yes, yeah, sure, let's throw in Thanos. Without any idea how
1: we're going to reference dead. Thanos back. Dallas, that was just he just eight showed eight up years for it down the road <laughs> no one knew 10 years down the road that you know this little cameo that they just stuck in just because oh you know this is just going to steer people up and drive people crazy i mean josh is he like said, he was a huge marvel fan he wanted to you know he incorporate this character somehow but had no idea how to do it so he just you know i'm just gonna throw him in here at the end and we we, we have to remember this was josh's it was only second movie he ever directed. He was uh, done ton of TV work, but it's only his second theatrical movie. I
0: saw Buffy the Vampire Slayer so and Angel. He
1: uh, and he did some work on Glee, Dollhouse, a whole bunch oh, of, you yes. know, Firefly, which brings in his first movie, which was Century. That that was in 2005. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about seven years later that the, you know, between movie releases, whenever, um this movie comes out so feige took a huge gamble on really an inexperienced theatrical director and then he comes up with this idea you know i want to use this i want just want to put this character in here there was no intent on tying any of this in the the infinity gauntlet was not part of the storyline oh no no and they 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 manipulated things and i i i personally have to say the way they manipulated it to say that these aren't you know infinity gems and stuff was brilliant um because yeah. it just it just plays out so well um in, in the thing that they they did that in the time span between avengers and age of ultron because yeah. age of ultron lays that groundwork for the infinity uh gauntlet uh storyline really not in there any time beforehand by much no um no. it
0: it, it, it is a it is
1: a i'm sorry sorry? no no uh, the only thing i was going to mention is while we're talking about josh that i wanted to wish him a happy birthday because uh uh, the day day before this uh episode drops it will be his birthday june 23rd is josh's birthday so happy birthday avengers marvel director josh whedon
0: awesome no happy birthday to him now and it, it really just kind of goes to show you like okay like they were so open with this whole idea because, again, like we said, we've, we've talked about it in, in, in previous films and how a lot of this, like you said, was was kind of a risk, you know, from the first Iron Man film to everything up to, to leading to the Avengers were all risk.
1: Even know? the Avengers itself was yeah. a huge risk because, like I said, you've never had a, a
0: An ensemble
1: movie right
0: or have movies that are just focused on leading to an eventually bigger film. Like, right. No one's going to spend that much money and time
1: to do all that. It's like a five-part series. I mean, you, you have like James Bond that's up to like, what, 50 movies or something like that. Um, but each one stands alone and really doesn't necessarily connect to the next one too much. And if there is a connection, it's just a small thread. It's not, you know, leading up to this ginormous movie that, kind of like you know going back to walt disney with snow white everyone in some ways everyone in the back of their mind says this is going to fail because you you just you don't do stuff like that Mm -hmm. and then every you know people showed up in july sat down in the theater watched this movie and went they did it Yeah. yeah they they somehow pulled it off
0: yeah but 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 even with that um you know, like, even going back to you what with your, with your movie thing, like, I think, that again, they had to have a plan, like, hey, like, you have to connect these characters together, yep. but at the same time, make sure like, these movies can stand alone, like you said. Uh, so, you know, the fact that Disney was just okay. Paramount. It, yeah, Paramount, yeah. Uh, uh, Paramount was, I guess, in the beginning, I guess, I guess it was Paramount. Yeah,
1: it was Paramount, Paramount at this like, point. That,
0: yeah, you're right, like, when, when Paramount was, was fine with that, Saying hey, he can just throw in Thanos in, not knowing if this movie would succeed, was a big gamble in itself, and yeah. that would have been the big, and that would start the biggest thread of 20 years moving forward. And the fact that they committed to it is is a great testament to what we've had right now with the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think it's just it, it's really mind blowing to see how they were able to to piece this all together, and for it to kind of work. As well as it as, as it did.
1: Only do I mean, I I don't think these movies are going to make much money, but uh, <laughs> I, I think they, they may have something going here. I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You know, time will tell. But yeah, uh, yeah no, it, it's it's incredible how much. It, it's and it's not just the Avengers movie. Um, you you hear stories about this all the time in Hollywood that a lot of these things that we think, oh, this worked great, oh, it was so nice that they did this, oh, yeah, oh that 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 scene is perfect, mm-hmm. happens by accident. I mean, just to to think, um, I I guess I'll, I wasn't where I was going to go next, but I'll bring it up just because it kind of fits about things happening by accident. The whole the the very popular post credit swarmer scene. Uh, okay. Was done by accident. One, it was something that Robert Downey Jr. improvised.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, he improvised the line at the at the end there, and they actually had to reshoot. They had to shoot that and edit it in after the fil- film premiered. Yep. Yep. It so it wasn't even part of the you know during the original premiere. No one saw that. It it wasn't until he released theaters you know a couple days weeks later um they just quickly pulled everybody together and and got that going and you you know the interesting part about uh captain america's character since you you like cap so much um in that scene yep you want to tell us about uh cap's character
0: oh no i I totally could add it yeah to kind of add more into that too uh, to to get, go back to that more more uh, background to that character because at the end of the day after they they're done filming like people have to because uh, all these actors are gone like people have yeah. to understand when you're filming these films that they're saying oh this is a long time production these actors are only on set for maybe a couple of weeks. Like they bang these they they bang their parts out really really quickly uh, a couple of weeks or a month
1: or so yeah and if it's going, if it's three months it's a long time
0: if it's three months is a long time which which you're probably thinking for this film was probably a long time but but even still then even then they're not usually on the same screens together so they can kind of like even though if it's a three month film that doesn't mean the actors on set for three months at a time maybe he was on there for a month. And then they would move on and do other things and then we have to sound double, we can do this, we can we can CGI your face, we could we could deep fake it. But so the fact that like all those actors were gone, <laughs> the only time they could do that scene was at the premiere because it's the only time the actors were gonna all be at the same spot. Yeah.
1: And so, then they pulled it in. Yeah. And uh in but there's something special about Chris Evans, and there's a exactly. reason why he's sitting that way.
0: Um, and, 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 and and this is what you brought that up. So, uh, again, why, and why I had to bring that up, because Chris yeah. Evans, um, during that time, during the premiere, was working on another film called Snowpiercer, the 2013 yeah. Snowpiercer film, uh, which was directed by the fantastic director who uh, did Parasite, who won an Academy Award uh, a couple of years ago. And because the reason is, like, you know, he had a shaved head and he knows the premiere he had a shaved head and a ball. He had a, he had a full grown-out goatee and a shaved head for the film. So what they basically did is they ended up adding prosthetics to his chin and, and added a wig to his head, to, to his hair, and they basically have him sit in that position because to, to kind of keep the prosthetics up and not, not let it fall off his face. So he's just kind of just there chilling while everybody else is enjoying their sandwiches <laughs> during that that scene, which yeah. I found I thought that was really really fantastic.
1: Yeah, um, I mean he can't enjoy any of this wonderful swarmer that everyone else is going on about, and he's just sitting there like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. he can't even talk.
0: Yeah, he couldn't talk to the elbow prosthetic, so he's just sitting there holding the prosthetic up. I think one person said it looked like he got attacked by a bunch of angry bees. <laughs> because the prosthetic wasn't that great, so he's just kind of sitting there holding the prosthetic, holding his, uh, his 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 up, and then he has this weird this the wig, and then he had the wig on, the yellow wig on, and he's just kind of sitting there and chilling while watching everybody eat swarm shawarma food, which I think is is, is quite quite funny, yeah. Although yeah, although you also think Chris Hemsworth was a little bit off too with his position as well, because he I think he also had to wear a wig. 'Cause Chris Evans uh, Chris uh Chris uh Chris uh, uh, Yeah, Helmsworth. You know, he also has he kind of got his head head shaved for that for, for that same too for something yeah. else, just, just the two is. So you see him throw down that weird golden locks beard that, yeah. that hair along with with Captain America. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm not sure. I, this this wasn't gonna be one of my things, but um yeah. most people realize that through all the Thor movies, Thor's locks are actually Chris Helmsworth. He, he, does, he does not. He doesn't wear I a just, wig in any of them. He actually grows his hair out for the role. Oh, good, good.
0: So at the premiere, at the premiere, did he? Did he? Did he cut his hair for the premiere? Because that's I don't he know. might have. I do To be honest, I don't come, know. Hold on. Let me. Let me see. Hold on, uh, Avengers. Is there any photos of Chris Henworth? Uh with cut hair. Because that is that that's also just as interesting.
1: Yeah, I I i don't actually know
0: no 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 uh, no uh he has his hair back he has his hair um he has the man bun
1: okay so he he still has the long hair at that point so yeah so that is his hair in that scene
0: okay i don't know because that hair looks way too blonde like i'm not saying that chris chris hainsworth has black blonde hair but his dirty blonde hair I felt like the hair was so blonde in in, in that scene. That's why I thought that maybe also he he wore a wig in that.
1: To go back to it. Uh,
0: that that is that is that is funny. I, but you want to just just warm a swarm a scene. I just I just want to see it. Yeah. Let me okay. Let me. I got the image. Uh, I, I guess that's his hair. I don't yes. know. It just his hair looks m- a lot more blonde. Like it's still dirty blonde. I, I always it's thought it was a funny. wig, but
1: no, he came out that that was his actual actual hair.
0: That's funny. But 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 again I, again I'm, I'm looking at the scene right now, and I'm looking at Chris Evans, and you can totally see it. it's it's such <laughs> it's such you really notice the
1: wig. Yeah,
0: you it, really notice the wig. In the, in
1: <laughs> you gotta feel bad for Evans in that scene.
0: Yeah, couldn't enjoy the food. It was it was like an eat a lot restaurant in Los Angeles too, which uh, which was also revealed. But yeah,
1: uh, it wasn't even uh, it wasn't even an actual New York place.
0: Yeah, no.
1: Again, no. going back to nothing. No, this was actually New York. No, again. Besides aerial scenes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, but that that that's pretty, but that that's pretty interesting um on that but yeah that that that, that i think that's like kind of a half it's kind of like a half where we kind of just like help each other but i'll, I'll give you the next one what, what else you got all right all
1: right uh well I'm, i got my big one i'm saving that one for last uh okay. let me go for this next one speaking of aerials we'll just go right and you know follow the natural progression aerial scenes in new york the missile scene when the missile was released and the pilot said you know detonation 2 minutes 30 seconds this sequence is actually 2 minutes and 30 seconds long for once time does not slip or have a weird movie you know time effect that from the point of the launch of the missile to the point that it blows up and at the Chikari base uh what turns out to be Thanos' ship is 2 minutes and 30 seconds in length just as the pilot stated so he was actually speaking the truth for a change
0: Interesting. That's pretty cool. That's cool. That's that's cool. That's yeah, sometimes
1: cool. with time gets a little timey wimey in uh in movies. Oh, uh, you know, oh, you only got 30 minutes left. Ten seconds later. Oh, you got 10 minutes left. It's like, well, what, what happened to the other 10, uh, 20 minutes? Yeah. This was uh this was that case that it um it actually stayed true to its its uh its timing in that. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's pretty cool. Um, mine's is it's it's nothing. Big, um, again going back into Hawkeye um, was Jeremy Renner. Um, if if you're actually paying attention in the film, um, Clint, because Clint Clint uh, uh, Clint Bear, uh, Clint Hawkeye's character um, is, is ambidextrous, so he can, which means that he's capable of doing things with both hands. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but. But in, in the film, um, you know, and Jerry I say that he, he's he's left-handed. But in the film, if you pay attention, he's shooting the bow with his right. He's pulling, he's drawing the bow with his right hand. Yeah. Basically, he's shooting. So and it's, just, it's, it's, it's something small. No, nothing big, though, but uh, left-handed. But I, I guess, uh, I don't know, have, have, you, have, you, have, you, have you ever shot something with, like, the opposite hand before?
1: Uh, strangely enough the other day i was out with a bow and arrow yeah. um uh, and i i am right-handed so I, I naturally will shoot with my right hand i decided to try it with my left hand didn't do too bad it it, it, it takes a little work uh jeremy actually worked with an olympic archer um yeah. ahead of the movie to, to train to learn how to shoot the bow and arrow but in the movie thor he's actually shooting left-handed
0: yeah yeah, so I think they put him back to his natural left-handed state.
1: Yeah, again,
0: in the character, that makes sense because again, he can shoot with both hands.
1: Yeah, so you you do get that coverage a little bit, but uh, yeah, he um, Jeremy was actually shooting opposite of his natural tendencies, yeah. which again goes more to his credit of just you know just what he can do. That he's just a phenomenal actor. Um. How many more do we got? Because I think we're just about there, right? Yeah, we're oh. almost there Alright, so let me, let me hit up with the big one Let me, All hit, right. let me go with my big one here there go, go. <clears throat> One of my personal favorite A lot of people's favorite points in the movie So Loki is standing there In the ev- in Stark Tower In the, the bar lounge area And Hulk comes in And Loki gives him this devil's You know passionate speech you are beneath me and just yells at him um first that scene was actually supposed to have multiple loki's oh. but okay. because of budget they just left it to tom um just because they, they ran out of budget and time so and hulk was supposed to identify the correct loki by his smell because the illusions don't have a scent in and- um, uh, this was something that they actually brought up early into the movie with, uh, in, um, was it when they're around the table just after Loki was captured or in the lab at one point they, they set that scene up, um, but just, they never could follow through with it. The other thing is that while filming it, um, Hiddleston had a rope tied around his legs and he was not aware of. He did not tell him at what point they were going to pull the rope from underneath him so uh-huh. it was just the natural his reaction is natural uh-huh. because he did not know at what point that rope was going to get pulled out so he could not anticipate it it was just whoop there you go someone had the, the joy of pulling literally the carpet out from underneath loki
0: uh that has to suck as an actor I mean that's pretty cool. I mean that's pretty cool, but I mean that has to suck as an actor. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, that's yeah you know, part of the part of it, but um, yeah. Uh, Josh, whenever he realized, because obviously they brought him in earlier into the process of all this, um, but he didn't do the casting for the prior movies, so he's kind of handed these actors that he didn't pick. But he was a fan of um, Tom Hiddleston from uh, some of his stage work in prior prior engagements. Um, so whenever he found out he was going to get to work with Hiddleston, he he was quite quite thrilled with um, being able to work with that, that actor. And then uh, you know just put him in through this. And Loki also turned out to be again staying with trying to keep things as true as possible to from the MCU to the comic books was the first villain that the Avengers faced in the comic books.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Josh Whedon. And, I mean, again, it's like halfway through the film, like uh, they, they had a man to do a couple of rewrites and, and directional stuff. And you really have to give uh, yeah, Josh Whedon really, you know, played a really, you know, Josh Whedon played a really big important part and where the trajectory of where these films have gone, you know, What's the success? Like I said, we we talk about how important how important the success of this collaboration movie needed to be. Yeah, you know, for the sake of the next films. And then you know, the Russo brothers eventually came in. You know, they, they they nailed it out of the park with Winter Soldier after the events of the first Avenger film. And and then they were the rightful heirs to take on the Infinity War saga moving forward. But. But yeah, no. If 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 we didn't establish that groundwork for this movie, and then you know, hopefully the next movie that we talk about, Age of Ultron, you one would have to think it'd be a completely different story.
1: Absolutely, um, absolutely. It, it's it's amazing how, like I said, a lot of these things happen either by accident or really on the fly, because you you will pen. <laughs> a screenplay for a movie you will get you know you you have what you think is the story but as you're filming these things aren't in concrete they're not etched in stone it's it's a very organic process where things are growing and changing and shifting um throughout the entire process even in post-production which is why they have reshoots and most yeah a lot of people oh no they're reshooting that mean must mean that the movie's horrible doesn't mean the movie's horrible it's just a normal part of the process that when they were editing something that they realized okay what we thought we recorded or what we thought we were filming that would work great doesn't fit in now and we need to we could either condense it down to because our movie's running long like reggie i believe the cut for this movie supposedly ran over three hours and they chopped it down i'm still waiting for that full cut to come out at some point um but uh, yeah, no, you you have to rework things. It, it's always a fluid process. The movie is never fully finished until you're sitting down watching that movie the day it comes out in in the theaters, the actual release really state, not the the pre um, the big Hollywood gala.
0: The big uh, Hollywood yeah, gala films. And, uh, no, I think that's uh, that was totally interesting. I, I no man, I, I think it's fun, and and there are probably other. Uh, you know, probably more fun facts that people, hopefully, will sit down and, and look more for in the Avengers films because there there are other tens of cute little nugget facts out there, you know, that were also sprinkled in the in that film. But but we felt like these were the the ones,
1: the more important beats.
0: Yeah, that should have known for the Avengers films and stuff like that. And I think it's really cool.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, just the the importance in the MCU of this movie. Um, and the fact that Marvel, you know, went, had the foresight to try something that really had never been done in Hollywood, done successfully in Hollywood, and uh, to make over a billion dollars on this movie, um, and just really, I mean, you could say they had a franchise ahead of time, yeah. because you at this point you had four movies, but to launch to something that became over 20 movies, was that, were we up to 23, 24 movies? Something like that. I, I, yeah, 23, I, 20,
0: I think we're on a 24th film.
1: I think that's around. Yeah, and then, you know, and how many movies we know are coming out in the next two, three years that they're working on. Um, if this did not happen, this franchise would have ended with Iron Man 3. Yeah. So, it's... um. It's it's a fantastic movie and it holds up because I, I went back to and watched some of this and I got some of this stuff off the DVD commentary mm-hmm. and it holds up because he even talked about the the well, you were bringing about the, uh, Thanos he talked about it in there too in, in um in, in in somewhat depth of how you know it, it just kind of. He did, like you said, he was always a fan of Thanos. It was one of his favorite characters, but he just he did not have the foresight of what to do with this character. Other than, I just want to stick him in there because he's so cool, and that they were able to get someone like Josh Brolin to be able to just stand there and smile. I mean, he really, you know, doesn't do anything. Oh, well, they didn't
0: like they didn't even know that they were going to even get Josh. Brolin. No one knew that Josh Brolin no. would be Thanos.
1: No, and. Um, it, it was just, again, one of those, okay, you you throw this in, if you take that scene out of the movie, you still have a complete story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Of course. And, you know, that just sets up everything, you know, how the production of Marvel movies are made with the, the little post-credit teasers and leading up to this and, you know, moving into other things and, you know, a very unique style of filming. And
0: now now every big blockbuster movie
1: does it or tries it, to do it.
0: It, it tries to do it uh, every big blockbuster movie feels like they need to have a post credit every big blockbuster uh, any major blockbuster movie feels like they need to uh, how can we expand on the universe more so we can bang out three or five more films down the road yes. yeah, it all kind of started with
1: this kind of big risk with what Marvel's done and it, it's changed Yeah, the the movie making world in some ways so, and from a company that few years before that was in bankruptcy, yeah. and then, you know, they get bought out, you know, they, they start, okay, how are we going to make money? Well, we lost all the rights to our main characters. <laughs> we have all these secondary characters that we couldn't sell off. So we're, we'll make movies with them. And just from day one, it was such a gamble. You know, I know we've talked about this before on the show. Just how much of a gamble this this was, and you know, now to think of movies without having a Marvel movie coming, you know, a year without Marvel movies, which we're scarily somewhat in, but you know, to have these kind of uh, you know, these epic movies that that are told that are these Oscar nominated, you know, best picture movies. No, but does that mean that they're bad movies? No, these are the type of movies that I personally love going to see because they're they're fun, they're entertaining. I can bring the whole family. My boys absolutely love them. My daughter enjoys them. We we sit around and have discussions at dinner table. Okay, mommy, daddy, who's your favorite Avenger? Mm-hmm. And you know, most of it we're drawing. From, my wife, who's never probably read a a Marvel comic book, knows who these characters are from these movies. I mean, it was one of our yeah. Well, my first MCU movies to go see in the theaters was Avengers. I, I didn't watch any of the other ones in the theaters. I caught up on them with DVDs ahead of time, mm. and now I own every all the the DVDs. I have my whole collection lined up there, um, and you know we'll have movie marathons of them. It, it's just just fantastic, and um, yeah. No, Josh, again, thank you for for um, for what you did creating this. This beautiful, it really is a beautiful movie. Like I said, it still holds up. The the look of it and how everything plays out, um, is is fantastic. Well, I mean, do you have any closing remarks?
0: Um, yeah, to, to add to your closing remarks, when 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 I, I see when I when I first saw the Avengers back in in 2012, I was like I was just blown away, of the fact that they were able to like you said, just talk, just iterate with everything you did, just the fact that, you know, a major movie company would take, would would do this, would would do this, because this is something as a kid that you would always dream about, not just having finally to see a film like The Avengers on the big screen, but the way that they did it, the way that they took that much time and care to build all these other characters up, to eventually have this big moment was something that you would uh, you would think in like nerd circles, but you would never really in reality would think that a big billion-dollar conglomerate would take the risk to doing it. No. So like, so so when I'm sitting there in the movie theater, I'm not really thinking, like, I'll, you're just blown away amazed at me that, wow, this is really, really happening. A company who is actually insistent of, uh, who actually... Cares about how the fans think and having my, 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 these characters on the big screen and the way they did it was just a blown out, great a moment, you know. And that, that great scene where they do the 360 of all of them paired up together, ready to take down all these monsters together, you know, it was just a great, great, great achievable moment.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, because. <sighs> I mean, before this, as, as far as comic books goes, your biggest ones were the the Christopher Reeve Supermans, and then you you had the, the Michael Keaton Batman ones, which dwindled in their there um, as that progressed it, because it fell to the 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 trope of these are supposed to be comic books, so they're supposed to be campy, you know, they're supposed to have weird colors and camera angles and like the the. The Adam West uh, Batman show from the you know that Fox put out um, in the '60s, you know, they're not supposed to be dark and they're not supposed to move you and make you think. And you know, you, you kind of got stuck in that rut. And then you had the Sam Raimi Spider-Man came, that came out that again started strong. And as that progressed, they kind of again fell into a trope of wait, these are supposed to be comic book ones, so we we need to kind of we can't make it, these big, big movies. Um, I mean, I, re- I remember, I rented, a, it was on videotape, and then was it was at the 90s, late 80s, early 90s, the Captain America movie that they made. And it it was cheesy, but I mean, I thought, oh, this is cool. I finally get to see Captain America um, in a movie, which you know, I guess you could call it that. And then, you know, Marvel just says, you know, we're just going to roll the dice, drop a bunch of money, see what happens. And so glad that they did. Yeah. You you me both. Okay. <laughs> it gives us something to talk about. It gives me a podcast to talk about. Exactly. <laughs> it gets me to have you on this podcast. Isaac, thank you again, as always. And thank you for this idea. Like I said, I give full credit to you for it and um thank you for coming on we will definitely uh we'll definitely be moving on with more movies so uh i think you you already let the cat out of the bag that the next one we'll do uh, and possibly is ultron or at some point we'll be doing ultron and uh we'll keep going from there yeah
0: I'm, i'm totally down i'm looking forward to it
1: same here same here thanks again I want to thank our special guest isaac again for joining us let us know what are some of your big secrets that you know about the avengers some of the your facts that you you think are uh are really interesting about the 2012 marvel's avenger movie or avengers assembled depending where you are join the conversation on facebook facebook.com slash disney marvels podcast or our facebook group facebook groups slash disney marvels podcast you can also find us on the Twitter at Disney Marvels. You can email the show with your answers or suggestions of show ideas to DisneyMarvels at gmail.com. You can always also leave a voice message through the Anchor app and or website. The links are in the show notes and you may hear yourself on the show if you do so. I want to thank you for your time. I know how little time we all have and how difficult things have been recently. Um, with Everything that's going on everywhere. And the fact that you've taken a little time to spend with me means a lot. I really appreciate it. And just to offer a bit of an escape, um, really, it means a lot. And, you know, these shows are free. I appreciate, you know, I do it for you guys. All I ask, do us a favor. Go on iTunes. Leave a rating. We're doing really good with a bunch of five-star reviews already you know add yours in add a comment if you like you don't even have to you could just click on the little five star you can click on the star rating and leave a rating that way or you know tell other friends tell other people let them know about the disney marvel podcast because the more people we have the bigger the community the bigger community the more family members and family friendly it is you know it just gets more people involved and that's always a good thing Walt not believe in a big disney family and so do i while you're at it, though, don't forget to subscribe to the show. This way, you always know when new episodes are posted. And while you're at it, consider becoming a premium subscriber to the show. This way, you help the show out. Because, well, unfortunately, things some things do cost money. You can do this over at the anchor.fm slash Marvel slash support or find our Patreon page. Links to both are in the show notes. On Patreon, you get some neat stuff. Also, consider going over to our shop Links are in the show notes as well for our shop and getting some cool Disney Marvels or just Disney gear to wear. Some Face masks, t-shirts, hoodies, jackets, you name it. Our logo's on it. Remember, this show is brought to you by listeners like you. Whatever you're facing out there, no matter how difficult how impossible things may seem right now, just don't give up on yourself. Don't Don't ever think you're not worth fighting for, because you are. Look deep within yourself, and you'll find a strength, you'll find a light that you need to overcome whatever you're facing. Be your own hero. Never give up, never give in. I'd like to end this week's show with a quote from Walt Disney himself There's really no secret about our approach. We keep moving forward, opening up new doors and doing new things because we're curious and curiosity keeps leading us down new paths we always explore and are experimenting we call it imagineering the blending of creative imagination with technical know-how that again is walt disney thank you again for listening and i'll see you next time